Please note this podcast does not provide medical advice. The information, images, and other materials contained are for informational purposes only. No information discussed is a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please seek help from your physician for medical questions or advice. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Brain Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Turos. I'm your brain coach. And my goal is to create a community of educators, therapists, clinicians, family members, researchers, and any other person who supports a healthy brain. Thanks for joining us today, and let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of The Brain Coach. And with me today is Shamina Maharaj, author of Joy, Happiness, and Mindfulness, and My Shiro Attributes, Becoming My Best Self. Lovely books. I highly recommend it. Available on Amazon. Um, welcome, Shamina. Thank you so much for doing this today. Thank you, Mary. It's so great to be here. Thanks for inviting me, the brain coach. That's so amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you. And really, this whole the whole point of doing this, this is really my passion project. I really want to just get information from various um, branches uh, that support good brain health. And mindfulness is such an important part of just being happy, living in harmony, and really just bringing it all together. So I'm so, this is really very exciting for me because this is something I struggle with being mindful in the moment, being mindful in various aspects of my life. So I'm excited to talk with you about this today. So Thank how you. did you even get into this, Shamina? Well, mindfulness uh, actually started off on a personal journey for me. Um, it is an also part of my passion project. And that's how I, it, it, you know, I got into it. Uh, it was through my own journey. I was looking for something to help me to be present and to be mindful in every aspect of my life. Right. And, uh, and in doing so, I did the research and ended up writing the book and, and really experiential, like I went through this whole process, and it's a practice. So I still am practicing being uh, mindful. And, um, you know, mindfulness uh, also has a lot of mental and physical um, benefits, which I have definitely enjoyed and continue to enjoy as well. And um, it's a practice. It keeps me focused. It helps me to be more creative. And the truth about it is it also makes me a better communicator. Um, it, you know, I do know how to choose my words and, and really be present and listening to the other person and just being aware of what's happening around me. And um, part of that is, is meditation. So I also do some meditation and that has also been shown to increase, you know, our attention. Um, it helps to strengthen our, that mental right. muscle, you know, to focus over time and uh, meditation is all it is, is, is as simple as um, just following our breath in and out just for a few minutes or just sitting and closing our eyes, 
for a few moments and just being present and feeling every, you know, part of your body, really. Um, it could be just as simple as that. Hmm. Okay. So would you say meditation is mindfulness or is a way to get toward to mindfulness? It's a, I would say it's part of mindfulness. Okay. Yeah. I would say it's part of mindfulness and uh, practicing, you know, the mindfulness has also proven to reduce that stress. Mm -hmm. And um, it also helps us to recover when we have traumas or stress in our lives. Um, the whole idea about mindfulness also helps us to, to be a bit more, um, you know, we can deal with it emotionally and also think about, you know, logically what really needs to be the next step. How do we create the solution and the space to think through things? So would you say that mindfulness is more about what happens if somebody's experiencing mindfulness or meditation and they go to a darker place or have some negative um, thoughts in the present? Um, is, is that part of mindfulness too? So, so the way I look at mindfulness and um, I also you know, practice it myself is when I'm meditating, whatever thoughts comes up, I, I just acknowledge it and then I let it go. I don't actually hold on to it. Well, that's good advice. That's yeah. So I don't hold on to it. So there are times when I'm doing my meditation or practicing, you know, mindfulness or doing whatever it is that I'm doing, being in the present moment. There are times that certain thoughts will come in my mind and I will acknowledge it and just let it go. I don't hold on to it for it to become a narrative in my head. Because, yeah, because when we practice like that whole mindfulness, we also become more empathetic, right? We become more compassionate. You know, we, we, we tend to have like this genuine desire to help others. And uh, by helping others also create this sense of uh, belonging, this sense of happiness within that where we find that joy that mm -hmm. exists naturally within us. So that's, that's how mindfulness really helps us to be a better, I would say a better human being. Right. <laughs> and yeah, and it's, it's interesting. So many practitioners are trying to encourage their patients and their clients to incorporate, incorporate meditation into their personal development and to manage um, anxiety, depression, just really self-sabotaging thoughts. It's really a powerful tool. It really is. Absolutely. And, and I like to tell, you know, to say to everyone that it is a practice is something that you do every day. And um, it's a practice because you just get better and it gets better and better. And, um, and it's part of your life. So it's part of your, uh, your muscle memory, things that you are going to do every day. And the good news is, is that, you know, you can train your brain to focus better by incorporating mindfulness as well, because right. the exercises throughout your day, by doing that, you know, you're, you are creating that muscle, muscle memory, and you're also yeah, training your brain. Exactly. And it sounds like you don't have to do it for long periods of time, a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I, I think for, for myself, like, you know, and, and many people are, are, are busy that, you know, we've got families, lives, careers, running around doing whatever it is that we're doing that keeps us very busy. I like to say like five minutes, sometimes it's two minutes, but it's really about just having that time for yourself. And uh, what I like to say too, is I set my magnetic field every day. So when I get up in the morning, part of what I do is just to set my intention for the day. And I almost, um, you know, I sit and I create that magnetic field. So nothing can actually come into that space to interrupt the flow of my energy. Am I always successful? Not all, always. But it's about me doing it every day. So it becomes a practice. So I'm more aware and I'm quickly, I can see if something is going awry and I'm able to, you know, to recalibrate for myself. And um, even research has also found, you know, that we release the most stress uh, hormones within a few minutes of uh, waking up because we get so focused on what's ahead of the day. Right. And that also triggers like, you know, that fight or flight, um, that instinct, right? And that also releases that cortisol in our, in our blood. And um, by doing that, you're already starting the day without even starting the day, right? Because you're in this already in this, in this negative kind of uh, space. So, you know, I would say that everyone, you know, should take a couple minutes in the morning even before getting out of bed, uh, you know, just noticing your breath, just you, you've just woken up and you're laying in bed and um, it's just taking your, your a few minutes and just following your breath in and out and setting your intention for the day and, and what you want your day to be like. Things will happen, life happens, but how do you set yourself up for a successful day? where you're not up and down, up and down. You can actually think through the things that are happening and the decisions that needs to be made. So what would you say, because you know there are people listening that will say, I just don't have five minutes, right? What would you say to those people? How could they incorporate, um, maybe build up to it perhaps, or start off with 30 seconds or a minute? Well, I would say we all take a shower every day. <laughs> so I would say that um, do it in the shower. While you're in the shower, um, we're in there for more than five minutes. So part of it is just feeling that water on your body. Like literally just closing your eyes and feeling that water instead of thinking about the children for breakfast, the meeting, whatever, just like say to yourself right now, I'm going to feel the temperature of this water hitting my body. And that's where it starts. It's, it's very simple and it's very practical. It doesn't have to be this big thing where you set aside, you know, an hour, 30 minutes every day, and you've got to go to the special place to do it. No, incorporate it into your day. And that, that's what I would say, start in the shower. I love that. Yeah. That, yeah. That's very manageable. <laughs> so, so any new current trends or any research that you're seeing in, in mindfulness in the profession? Well, 
you know, the research also reveals that um, by paying attention to what's going on around us, um, instead of, you know, operating on that, what I like to call that autopilot, where, you know, we don't even know we're driving, but we don't know how we got where, we're go where we got to. Um, I think part of that whole process is we can reduce the stress by also unlocking some of that creativity, which will also boost our performance and performances in every aspect of our lives, our relationships, our decision-making, our goal planning, our, our motivation to do something great for ourselves, our self-compassion. Like there's so many pieces um, to that. And some of the trends are, you know, are focusing more on, um, on mindfulness, reduction of stress, uh, finding happiness within and um, and creating joy and 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 making it very simple, you know, as as being present, um, living now, being here right now. We can't go back a minute, and we can't go ahead a minute. So how do we become present right here, right now? And I practice this as well. Um, and and you know, I'm a human being, and I I don't always get it right when I'm you know, having a conversation with my, my daughters, I would definitely, you know, no phone, no anything else. We're sitting face to face and I'm listening and I'm observing and I'm watching their behavior. I'm watching what they're saying and what they're not saying. And that is one way to practice, to become more mindful and present within our day-to-day -day lives. That's a really good one putting down all the electronics and really just looking at the person you're talking with and just being there. Yeah. Right? It's just being there. Cause I mean, th there are things that, and, and you and I both know there are things that we probably will say, and there are things that we want to say, but we don't know how to actually create the space to say it. So when someone is actually listening to you, they're able to pull out those pieces and bring that conversation into that safe space that's being in the moment and being mindful right being in that mindfulness just like eating um not eating in front of the tv um actually sitting down preparing the meal um and just sitting there and and just you know thanking the universe for the food that you're about to um to eat and 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 that it nourishes your body and so by being in that mindful space, I find I've eat, I'm eating better because I'm really thinking about what I'm putting into my body. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's pervasive in every part of our life. And I just love that because, you know, so many times when you're talking with people, you can always tell when they're just waiting for you to stop talking so that they can say what they want to say. You, you get a sense of that from people, yeah. right? So if we could all just have a little bit more mindfulness in our approach, I think a lot of miscommunication could be avoided, a lot of hurt feelings. It, it really has the ripple effect. It sure does. Like, you know, like I said earlier, that um, I've become a better communicator because of it. I've also become more um, compassionate because of it. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I'm happier because of it. So in your, in your job as a mindfulness guru, 
what would you say the hardest part of your job is? So, you know, mindfulness as, is a passion. There's so much more that I'm also continuing to learn and grow with. And um, the part that I would say that, that you know, really is, um, is just being willing to take the uh, opportunity to try it out. Because it's not, it's not something that is, that it's difficult and, and is something that has to have like a lot of time, just taking small steps in, in, in being mindful. And that's always one of the things that I think is, um, it, it can be a challenge is to, is to bring people along to say, okay, let's, you know, let's practice mindfulness. How are we making decisions in the workplace today? How are we um, having the conversation with our partners? How are we being present with our children? Um, are we using the TV as, you know, a distractor for us to go do something else? Like, what is it that we're doing? So it gives us an opportunity to really evaluate and reevaluate how we show up and the life that we want to live. So that's, um, that's always a challenge when I'm, you know, I do a lot of community work and um, I'm part of a lot of women uh, groups as well. And that's always the conversation, of, you know, how do, how do we become more mindful instead of thinking about the future all the time or thinking about the past? Right. So when, if somebody were to answer that question with, I don't know, that would be a starting point to just take some time and observe, observe your own patterns, right? Absolutely. Observing your own patterns and, um, and doing a reflection journal. Hmm. Yeah. Right. A reflection journal. So I always ask myself, so, you know, there are times when, um, there are times when I have anxiety and, and so I know when it's coming on and I can then, I can manage it. And I ask myself, okay, what's like, what is causing this? Why am I reacting to this? And the moment I start to ask myself that and being aware of the triggers, I am then in control. The situation is no longer controlling me to feel a certain way. And there's a lot of power in journaling as well, getting it out of your brain. Absolutely. So I, if I recall, one of the two books that you have has an opportunity for people to do some journaling. You had some, some guide questions. Yes. That's the happiness and mindfulness. book. Yes. The joy, happiness and mindfulness book. It's a 35, it, 35 days um, of a daily reflection, what I call for a calmer life. And um, the vignettes or the reflection in, in that book really is from a, my, my own personal journey that I was doing a reflection um, as I was on this journey of, you know, of mindfulness and making my life better. Um, as, you know, as I always say, the currency of life, once it's spent, you can't borrow on it anymore. It's done. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, you know, I've sort of woken up, I'm awakened. And, uh, and that's how this, this journal came along. It, it's actually my personal journal that um, I 
reflected on and has really influenced my life and to change and to bring me to that to that place of awakening for myself and uh, yeah so that's I would say journaling and it's a great it's a great way to reflect and it's 35 days and then you can always go back to it and um and, and ask yourself you know am I speaking my truth today am I living my true you know what is it that's holding me back? What is it that I'm afraid of? How do I show up for myself? Um, so it, it starts with individual before it can go to a collective. Right. Right. It starts it with us. Power in that. And just so you know, I did the 35 day. I And I, I go back to those every now and then. I did it in a separate notebook and I, um, I kind of take the questions and I do them and I date them. And I kind of reflect on, oh, look what happened on this day. This is how I answered it. And you start to see patterns. Absolutely. And, yes. And I'm a big believer in if you can measure it, you can, you can modify or redirect um, something that you want to change about yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I highly recommend listeners i highly recommend this it's a this book it's a real and we'll put it in the show notes so that if people want to order it it's it's just a click away but it it's really a nice easy entry into the mindfulness process so if you're unsure about what mindfulness is or what it's all about or it feels very woo woo to you it's a good it's a really nice place to start and if you're more experienced with mindfulness, it gives you some things to think about and circle back to from time to time. So it's really a great book for everybody. So sorry to plug your book. Or, oh. No, I'm not sorry for plugging your book, but it just it's a really lovely, lovely um, way to get in touch with yourself. So I'm really appreciative that you wrote that book. Oh, thank <laughs> you, Mary. Thank you so much. And, and proceeds of that book goes to a charity. So, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so um, do you have a few minutes to stick around for lightning round? What I call lightning round questions where I just kind of fire some questions off and sure. Okay. Um, do you have a mantra or a personal vision statement? I've summed it up to that, to, to, to be in love, kindness, compassion, and gratitude. I feel that those four areas really gives me that grounded um, message that I need on a daily basis to be mindful. You know, everybody that I've talked with who's had a mantra, I'm just adding them to my own personal like vision board because there's a lot of power in these statements and they really do, you know, keeping it simple so that you can forge ahead and be, your, be your authentic self, right? Yes. So, yes. Cause everyone else is taken. You can only be you. So, okay. This, this one, this is my favorite question. I love asking this next question. What is the most audacious failure you've ever had? Like your personal failure, your favorite failure. Because you probably learned something from it. So share that with us. Um, probably, I would say in my early 20s, where I did pretty much everything to please everyone. Uh -huh. And I needed validation from the people around me. 
Um, I did not know my likes, my dislikes. I actually didn't even know who I am or who I was at that point. I didn't even know what my purpose is or was. Um, and that's how I actually started to set out on a journey to learn who I am. And what do I want? Like, what do I want out of this life? And that was for me, um, you know, when you say an audacious failure, I felt that I, I did not have anyone in my life that at that point in time that um, to help me on this journey. Like I actually didn't seriously, I would say, awaken until in my 40s. Yeah. And that's where spiritually and mindfulness and being present in the now started to take meaning in my life. Uh, so it's, um, I, you know, one of the things I say to, to, to younger women in, in their teens and in early 20s is practice that journey of mindfulness, finding out who you are, what you're about, what's your purpose, what your likes are, what your dislikes are, so that you are authentic and you know who you are and you do not need to be validated by anyone else. And, and you know that when you make a decision, you're very firm and it's for you. Um, again, you know, with, with all the compassion and love and kindness and gratitude and really thinking about all those parameters. And I really think it's, it's why we need to uh, do this with our, young, our younger generation so they will become better and be less stressful and less stressed and, and, and be a happier generation as well. Right. Living in harmony. Living in so, harmony. Yeah. 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 It's so true. And you know what's so interesting about talking to all of these amazing people that I've had an opportunity to meet is nobody has had a direct path to where they've landed. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think so many times, especially younger people, feel like they have to have it all figured out by the time they're in high school or out of high school or even in college. And what, what I'm learning, cause you know, I always thought I was the one with the weird twisted path and I landed mm -hmm. where I am today from a very, you know, series of wonderful failures <laughs> and learning experiences. But what I'm finding is that no one who's doing what they're absolutely passionate about knew they were going to be doing this when they were 23 years old exactly right so for all the younger people out there and the older people because you're never too old to change your sales right to change your direction. absolutely yeah now, just just know that you don't have to have it figured out um you just want to learn the, to be your authentic self and then things start falling into place, right? They really do. They do. It might not be what other people expect of you, but that's what you want to shed. And through mindfulness, I think you can kind of outgrow that, that perspective. So it's, it's just fascinating that so many people have this long twisted path to where mm -hmm. they landed. And I think it can give a lot of um, listeners out there some comfort because, you know, sometimes they look at adults and they think we've always known what we want to do, or they think we have it together. And little do they know, nobody has it together. Nobody right? has it together. Stumbling through. 
right? That's why we call it a practice, right? Right. So, I love that. Yeah. So yeah. this this is so fun. So um, now what what motivates you? You said sometimes you feel anxious, and how how do you overcome your stickiness? What do you do on those days? So, you know, I, I mean, I have those days when I'm feeling, you know, less motivated or sometimes I call it blah. I'm having a blah day. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'd actually be very mindful, very focused, very intentional. I will wake up early and really get my quiet time, have my coffee and really sit without my phone, without the the papers a magazine i will sit by myself with my coffee and just sip it and enjoy it without any other in, uh, interruption and that to me is also meditation because you're just focusing on the coffee and i can actually taste it and enjoy it and just being in that that moment and um so so that's like just a thing that I do instead of getting up and rushing and, and getting the coffee and putting on the news and, and just being, you know, checking my emails and, and being a busy body, I am going to just focus just on myself and what is this one thing that I need to do right now. And um, I also have a, a gratitude um, jar so every day um, I write, like I write on a daily basis, the things that I'm grateful for. And then it also reminds me that I, you know, I'm present and then I celebrate myself. I celebrate myself every day by eating healthy, by, you know, doing my exercise, by spending time with my loved ones. And, um, and I read my uh, gratitude um, notes at the end of every week. Oh, I like that. I'm going to start doing it. And it's so, it is so And you great. see it. So you yes. have the visual representation all week. All week. Yeah. And, um, and things that you forgot about, or even, you know, sometimes I would be, I'd pick it up and I would read like, oh, I got this really nice note from you know, a friend and, and, you know, it was just, I was so grateful for having like just simple things. It does not have to be big things. And I would imagine it can be even something that you see in nature. Like I saw a beautiful hummingbird or whatever it is. It doesn't yes. have to be something earth shattering. No, right? but it, you start to change the, the conversation. And when you start to pay attention to things around you, you see that even when things seem to be exploding and on fire on fire around you, there is something that you can reflect on. That's, that's beautiful. Yes, for sure. Right. I, and through this process of mindfulness, I am much calmer. Yeah. I, I used to be like very, um, you know, when things are happening, I would be, I'd be like very a mess. <laughs> and, uh, and now I can, I can be like, okay, what, what's happening? What's the next step? Where do we need to go? What needs to happen right now? Who needs? So it, it actually has made me a more empathetic, a better communicator, better decision maker. Um, yeah, absolutely. So what advice or suggestions, if somebody is out there listening and they 
they think, I want to get into this. I'm really interested in this whole mindfulness approach. What, what recommendations would you have for those people? Um, to, to get into mindfulness to start it, I would say, um, well, first, I think the pandemic itself has definitely impacted our lives in, in so many ways. And many of us are also, you know, reevaluating the importance of life um, holistically. I'm even reevaluating my life as, uh, as it's happening right now. And um, I would recommend like to get into mindfulness and just being present. Start with going for a walk um, in nature if you can. Start with 10 minutes without, mm -hmm. without looking at your phone, just you, your thoughts, your breath, and what's around you. And um, that in itself will create that presence um, in, your, in your day. The other thing I would say is, um, you know, really enjoy and taste your favorite morning beverage, whatever that may be without the TV, without um, any type of distraction. And um, I like the shower one, when taking your shower, just feel the water on your skin. And sometimes just sitting on your chair and just feeling your bum on the chair. Yeah, I like that a lot. Right, it's, it's just- such a simple thing that we can all do. It's a simplicity of mindfulness. It's, it's very simple. Um, I, I'm, uh, in my experience, in my practice, it's, uh, it's, it's just doing the little things. It's not this big thing where you have to go away and invest and do all of this. It's, it's really starting with the things that you're doing every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you've given me some good tips, mm -hmm. things I want to start trying out. So how can people find you, Shamina? Where are you? So I have, there's a website, um, www.shaminamaharaj.com. And um, yeah, that's, that's where people can find me. And, uh, and, and as well as the two books, Joy, Happiness and Mindfulness and uh, Becoming My Best Self, My Shiro Attributes. So one of the things that I'm, I'm proud of is um, I'm part of Lean in Canada and um, I'm actually uh, one of the co-leads for Circles. And uh, so creating a space for, for women uh, to come together and support each other, women supporting uh, women. And um, they're really excited. There are, um, I have a co-lead as well as um, seven other people that are on this team that makes up a larger uh, team at uh, Lean in Canada. And uh, we've also created the first men's Lean in Circle in the world. And I, yeah. you know, I was part of creating that, co-creating that with another colleague. And so very excited about that. And it's, it's again, men supporting women and um, in, you know, in the workplace, in the community and at home. And uh, it's just been amazing. Wow, that's, that's really a big deal too. And I will be sure to put all of that information in the show notes as well so that people can just click on it and take, take them right to you and to the books. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really mm -hmm. appreciate that. And I wish everyone happy mindfulness journey. It will change your life and make you so much happier.
Thank you so much for joining me today, Shimi, and I really do appreciate it. And really, all the wonderful advice you've given has really made a difference in my life. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome, Mary. Thank you for having me on. Okay, everybody. Take care. Well, that's it for today. Have a wonderful day, and we will see you next time. For more information, you can find us on Twitter or Facebook at BrainCogCoach or visit our website at BrainCogCoach.com. I'll see you next time and make it a great day. Thank you.